Welcome to the Dumb Dominoes Podcast. As always, I'm Chase. Josh. And today, we are doing their premiere of The Last of Us. Yep. An HBO Max original series, a video game adaptation, one that is supremely popular. Yes. I mean, the pe- I myself am not a guy that plays a, a lot of video games, or any at all, really. And then sitting to my right here... I have the man, the myth, the legend, the gaming god. <laughs> and this is a man that when we talked about The Last of Us, when I told him HBO Max that he confirmed an adaptation, you were like, oh my god, Chase, the story. I was I was um, worried that they would change too much and kind of lose what made The Last of Us special, but... I am proud, or, well, not proud, I am happy to say that it followed extremely closely to the video game. I've played the first game, but I haven't played the second game, which doesn't matter because we're talking about the beginning of the story, Mm -hmm. so. That's what is so interesting to me is I see you watching this in a way of, like, you, no matter if you want to or not, you're comparing it to the game. Yes. Like, you're just, every step of the way, you are thinking about the game. You're thinking about how it it, it matches with the game. Is it going to be true to the game? And me, as a guy who's never played the game, I'm watching this in the eyes of someone who just wants to see a good TV show. Mm-hmm. So I would say, tell me what you think of this. You're going in thinking of the game. You're going in with, what's the game going to be like? And I went in thinking... Okay, this is a post-apocalyptic show with a big budget. I love that. It's on HBO. I love that. Mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal is, um, is the main character. And I was like, oh, that's great. He's the hottest TV actor in the game right now, the Mandalorian. So that's how I saw it. So what do you think of those two like polar opposite views? Oh, uh, It's going to be uh, interesting to see the rest of the show because I'm curious if you'd like because this is pretty much retelling the game so far. Mm-hmm. There's been no real deviation except for, you know, certain things that happen at certain times. Stuff like that. It's a little different for the game as as far as uh, specific little things. But for the most part, from start to finish, it, it was the game. The whole first mission and a half of the game. Well, the, well I'll explain to you because you never played uh. the game. The uh, intro... Of the daytime, you mm-hmm. saw the intro, you know, uh, for The Last of Us show is actually not even in the game. The game starts at night. So, um, well, I guess we should talk about the show first. And yeah, then let's run into that. the show. So, let's just react to this first episode. I'm just going to tell you straight off the bat, I loved it. I thought this was an amazing first episode. They spared no expense. They didn't drag their feet at all. They got straight into the story. Mm-hmm. They let you know exactly what's going on. They let you know exactly who Joel is. Yes. And he's fighting his demons figuratively and literally in this mm-hmm. show. And I, man, I'm going to tell you the truth. I've watched a lot of TV in my day. This is one of the better premieres of a, quote, big time show that yeah. I've seen. This is, um, you're. I think you're really going to like this story as it unfolds more and more. Um, so we pretty much start out, it's daytime, and uh, Sarah and Joel are having, you know, breakfast, and they're cooking and stuff, and uh, it's Joel's birthday, same as in the game. The game starts out, it's Joel's birthday. 
um, Tommy shows up and, um, you know, they eat and then they go off to work and she goes to school and they come back and, you know, she's in their neighbor's house, you know, mm -hmm. that's a, none of that's in the game, by the way. That's all oh, new. No. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole daytime scene until at night when she wake, when they're on the couch watching TV, um, in the game, you know, she's she ends up asleep in bed like she does in the show. And so, um, what do I think about the whole new intro? So the whole new intro, uh, I mean, you didn't need it, but it was good to have, you know. Oh, okay. It, it wasn't a bad thing to add it. Added more, a little more depth to the character of Sarah because she didn't get as much screen time in the game. Though, people really... Uh, got grown attached to her, even though mm -hmm. she wasn't in the game for very long. So, oh, I could see how she would be a fan favorite. Yeah. Um. So in the game, well, let's keep going with the show first. So the show, from there, it's nighttime, and she's waiting on her dad to get home because you know Tommy got end up, ended up in jail, which I don't think that happened in the game either. But you know, I'm not gonna. It's just say, an easy Yeah, it's plot just little piece. things. Yeah. It's actually pretty cool. It adds a little little bitty bit more character to Tommy. Mm -hmm. You know. Get get a feel for his character. Yeah, he's kind of a he's kind of a screw up, but yet he's loyal. Yeah, uh Tommy's very interesting. Um so she leaves the house, you know, after hearing choppers fly over the house and explosions. So it's all starting this is where the game starts. And she goes downstairs, the dog's crawl, uh, clawing at the window, she goes outside and tries to take the dog back to the neighbors, the dog mm -hmm. Mercy, and um, she goes to take it back over to her neighbor's house, and door's wide open, the dog runs off, you know, because it's scared to death, and she goes in, none of this is in the game, she goes into the house, and there's a uh, bunch of blood, and then she sees her neighbor... In the corner with blood coming oh, out of his Yeah, and neck. that made me kind of sad because that seemed like a nice old man. Yeah. And you kind of got it right off the bat. Like, oh, this is something to be worried about. Like, this is post-apocalyptic. Like, your feelings are going out the window here. Yes. And then she turns a corner and there's the, uh, the grandma. She turned into a zombie, which they hinted at earlier in the intro when it, like, Hand, it was like a blur image of her face acting weird. That was creepy. That was some good imagery right there. And I loved how they did that shot. But anyway, she ends up running back out of the house. Uh, Tommy and Joel pull up. He hits her with a wrench, and they jump in the truck. Yeah. Now, in the game, this starts by him uh Killing a guy, I think it's near the kitchen area, near the sliding door. He runs in from outside the house and grabs Sarah, and they both leave. So, um, what do you think of the car ride? Because this is shot for shot from the game, and even a lot of iconic lines from the game are used here. Pretty much half of the lines are like from the game in the intro. Well, you got it. You started getting into the plot. Um, and you're the video game guy, and you were comparing it to the video game. Mm -hmm. Well, now, before we get into the uh, plot more than what you've just told me, I wanted to get into more my side. Yeah. The guy that knows television, 
And I'm going to tell you something that you probably didn't know that you're going to really appreciate. So we'll, we'll kind of ease that way. So, well, actually, we can do this together because you can help me out. Mm-hmm. So basically, this is co-created by Craig Mason and Neil Druckmann. Yeah. So maybe you can tell the people about Neil Druckmann. But what I want to tell you first is Craig Mazin, I'm probably butchering his name, Mazin, Mazin, but he directed this and he's the co-creator. I'm. Do you know what he co- what he created before this? What? He's the writer, creator, and director of all of Chernobyl. Oh, wow. So the guy who did Chernobyl, one of the best miniseries in the history of TV for HBO, is basically the mastermind behind this show. Man, you've got to watch the rest of Chern- Chernobyl. It is so good. Well, I think I only have one episode left. So, so I think I yeah. got the... I got. I know the quality of it, is yes. what I'm trying to say. And he is very good. Very good. Like, I love that guy's work in that. Um, Just the fact that you have Craig Mazin, who has made one of the most fantastic pieces of film we've ever seen. Yes. Or television. And then you're giving him The Last of Us, and he's paired with... Neil Druckmann, the guy who created it. Yeah. I mean, it's a recipe for success, if you ask me. I don't know much about who wrote the first one. I'm assuming it's Neil Druckmann. But um, I got to say, as a fan of the video games, I love the first Last of Us. And I absolutely... <laughs> you're going to laugh at this, Chase. Well, I absolutely refused to play The Last of Us Part Two because of how bad they butchered the story. And he was a huge part in that. And um, I hated it, just hearing about it. Everyone hated it. It was such a big deal when The Last of Us Part Two came out. People, like, true fans, I mean, I'm not saying people that did play it aren't true fans, because I do plan on playing it just out of curiosity. Um, But all, like, a lot of fans that were just so in love with the first game refused to play the second one. It Straight was that out of bad. It was it was horrible. It, like you, it, it all started from what you heard about the story of part two. Everyone heard it was bad, and for many reasons. And um, I'm not going to get into it just in case the show ends up eventually doing like a season four, which will probably, I guess, take place around that time. I have no idea. Um, I hope not. I hope they don't go that far. Or I hope they completely change it and fix it. But as a whole, the um, Neil Drunkman thing, I'm a little worried. Because he did write the part two. But if he wrote part one, then then uh, it'd be great. if they, As long as they stick to the source material of the first game. Well, you gotta think that with him not being in full control, like HBO isn't gonna, just gonna let him run amok, right? Yeah, I'm also worried about them though too, because you never know with these big companies with all. Yeah, but HBO. If I was gonna trust anybody, it would oh be yeah, HBO, one hundred percent. They're 100%. so much more reliable than Prime or Netflix or yeah Hulu or Disney. I got to say, out of all the shows I've watched, uh, HBO has the best shows. Every time I watch something on anything else, whether that be Resident Evil on Netflix, which was... Uh, that was a train wreck. But um, And you knew it would be. Here's the thing, man. I hate to say this, but like if you would have told me The Last of Us 
and it's going to be on Netflix, you know what I would have told you immediately? I'd say, well, that's going to be a piece of garbage. <laughs> I don't know. What is it with, like, Netflix, you can actually trust them to be garbage. Like, yeah. You can be like, oh, they're going to adapt something that's going to need a lot of work and a lot of detail. It'd be garbage. Like, you knew Resident Evil, like, they're going to do Gears of War, and I know how you feel about it, but I'm just telling you right now, it's going to be not that good. Probably. If you would have said Gears of War coming to HBO Max, I'd been like, ooh, yeah, that could be something. And I used to kind of feel that way about Prime, but now I'm like, oh. It's like a hit and miss now. Yeah, when they're going to do that 40K Warhammer that they're going to do, I'm mm-hmm. like, could be good, could be bad, you yeah. know. Like you got Jack Jack Ryan over there, and you're like, "Oh, that's a great show." And then the Rings of Power. And then you got is... the Rings of Power. It's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then they got the Expanse, and everybody says it's good. I checked it out, and it just wasn't for me. And then you get a Chris Pratt show and movie on there, and they're good. And yeah. so you're just like, I don't know what to believe in on Prime. <laughs> it, you know, it's going to have the money, but yeah. But I, I just basically, before we really dove into this episode, I, I just wanted you to know that it was, oh, this episode was directed by, created by, and written by Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. So yeah. you have the creator of, creator, director, writer of Chernobyl, and then you have Neil Druckmann who created The Last of Us. Yeah. So if you were literally going to have anyone, you got him. Along with a bunch of other developers, by the way. Neil Druckmann wasn't the only one, but uh, if he created the story, then he was a big part of it. So, But I just wanted you to know that, so yeah. go ahead and lead us back into the story. They're, they're in the truck, and they're, they're just ripping through, and they're looking at maps, and they're mm-hmm. trying to go north, and they're like, oh no, the army's got the whole roadblock Yeah, off. they're trying to go to Mexico, is where they're well, trying they to go. Yeah, you're right. They were trying to go south to Mexico, and the army had the road blocked off, and then you looked this way. And the freeway was backed up for, like, yeah. miles. And you can't go into the city, and they're in Austin, Texas, right? Uh, yes. yes. Why are they in where, Austin, Texas? That's where they live. Oh, it's where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> There's this old quote that me and Josh always use where they go, uh, this one... Ra- Why is that shaking so bad? They go, we had a little audio difficulty right there. That's weird. I'm not even touching it. Oh, that's okay. Well, they go, uh, well, why is he, where is he? He's from Edmonton. And they say, (laughs) well, why was he? It's where he lives. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. But anyway, so they're in total panic mode, as you would be. The Army's got everything closed down. The year's 2003. Mm -hmm. And so there's. You got the news, but you don't have iPhones, iPads. So yeah. you don't... Like, got the old Nokia. What is, what is going on? What is going... This is... Just wanted to apologize to everyone. We were having a little bit of technical difficulties, and I think we fixed the problem. So we're back into it. Yeah. So they're trying to get to Mexico. They can't see because of the army, and... Mm-hmm. And they just whip the truck right off the interstate, right into the field. Yeah. And unfortunately, they're stopped by, uh, or did they get to the town? Well, they uh, had to take a detour through the, uh, well, I guess it was a cornfield or like a field area. Mm-hmm. So they went off road in the truck after they, oh, by the way, they passed that burning house, which is 
from the first game. Oh, on. really? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, on their way. And, and by the way, I got to talk about the shots in the truck real quick. Oh, Because fantastic. those are pretty much, if you play the game, you're playing as Sarah at that point in the game. Mm -hmm. And you get to look around the truck from the back seat. And that's kind of like what the camera was mimicking straight from the game. Man. And a lot of the lines they say in the truck are ripped straight from so the game. That really was good for you. Yeah, it was cool to see. It kind of probably gave you like some affirmation, like, oh, this is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then they get to this town, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, well, as they're driving through, stuff starts going down and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's people rushing out of this place, down this road. And that's hey. the inf they're running from the infected. There's like hundreds of people, mass chaos. That was such an amazing scene. The shots in that scene. Mm -hmm. My God. When all these people were running out, every all the buildings were on fire. People were getting, uh, what would you call that? <laughs> Chomped. <laughs> Chomped on. Uh, they were getting transferred, as I like to call it. Yeah. And uh, when I saw that the airplane came down and crashed in the middle of the road, I was going crazy. I went... Oh my God! Yeah, and I was like, "This is crazy, man! Like, this is amazing." That's actually something new that they added. That actually wasn't in the uh, in the game. Mm -hmm. um, they added the plane crash where it used to be a car comes out of like down a right road somewhere mm -hmm. and flips and does a barrel roll roll into a gas station mm -hmm. and explodes. I think, if I remember correctly, that's exactly what happened. And then they have to split up with Tommy. Well, uh, well, they go down the alleyway first after the car crash, and Sarah's ankles hurt, so Joel has to carry her. So they're making their way down the alley. They run into the uh, infected, mm -hmm. and then they run in into the building, and this is usually where Tommy separates to hold him off. Right. So... But by now, he's already gone. So they run into the soldier, you know, who calls on the radio and says, you know, her ankles hurt. Which I'm, I'm assuming that's why they shot her in the game, too. Uh, but they shoot at both of them. Uh, Joel gets a little scratch. Sarah gets hit directly in, like, the stomach area. Mm. And uh, how did you feel about that? Well, here's the thing, man. My, my brain, like I had my brain turned off enough to where it was sad. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like my, my stupid brain at my age, and I watched too much TV, and I I just felt like she was going to die because she had to clear the way for Ellie to be the lead. Yes. And I had nothing, I don't know anything about the story or the game, but I just was like, we're going to have to set the emotion level for Joel, like the emotional scarring. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, we're going to have to make way for Ellie, and Ellie can't be the young female lead with with yeah. her. So I knew something was going to happen, but at the same time, I tell you what, they did a phenomenal job, and it was very emotional. And, yeah. yeah, it couldn't have been done any better. I was just like, man losing his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I, now, um, this is one part where I'll say that the game is better because this scene was a little more emotional because uh, th this might be a little, yeah, I guess it's not too controversial mm. to say, but 
the voice acting and character model for Tommy and Joel at this point is better than in the show. Mm. Like just the emotions. Yes. Because you can, I don't know. You could feel it more in the game. Mm -hmm. Joel just felt like he had more emotion about it. And, uh, he was like, like his whole world just ended right there. Cause Tommy shoots the soldier just like in the show Mm -hmm. and except Tommy's reaction and Joel's reaction felt a lot more, real and impactful than this one i'm not saying this one's bad it's good for what it is it actually made zachary tear up for me i mean i never got teared up at the original but it was very sad but it wasn't as sad as the game as the original game here's the thing what they did which i really like that they had to do when you're going to take a fully fictional story with a fully fictional virus Mm -hmm. and whatnot actually that's a very important thing I got to bring up. That's not a fictional virus. Mm. That actually, that's where I was going to tell you that disease that you said that looks like the Pirates of the Caribbean disease. <laughs> yeah, part of the crew, part of the ship. That's, <laughs> that's what I thought when they looked at that guy and he was molded into the wall. And we, we skipped a scene too. The very start was in the 80s where the scientists were talking. Oh, yeah. So real quick, when they what they were mm. talking about with the ants, you know, that's a real disease. That's mm. a fungal disease, and they used it for an actual real life game. And except, well, that's great. Except it never, in, in real life, it hasn't made the jump to humans. But in that, that's a real virus. Well, that's yeah, a fungal virus in Mother Nature. Well, that makes it even better because I'm talking. This is it's a fictional show, mm-hmm. but it's layered with a lot of truth. Yes. So this is a real virus, and in a fictional apocalyptic show. To have his daughter die like that, it that brings in the pure humanity to his character. Mm-hmm. And what you have to do in a show that's fictional is bring in the humanity, yes. the emotion. So they couldn't have done it any better. They had planes crashing in the streets and people getting murdered and their face <laughs> like sucked off. But yeah. at the same time, you know what it boils down to? A man, a father losing his daughter. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's what... That's the heartbeat of the show. Yeah. So they did a great job setting the mood, setting the tone, setting the tone of this is going to be high impact, high pace, but yet emotionally grounded. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so from here, right, uh, Joel's daughter gets uh, killed, Sarah. And from here, the exact same transition. I forgot how many years it was in the game, but I'm assuming it's the same. Uh, 20 years go by. 20 years. And to now the year 2023. Yep. And we're in <laughs> uh, we're in Boston. I forgot what year it was. In, in the hey, we're game. in Boston, kid. Yep. We're going to get some clam chowder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah, we don't do any viruses around here. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's catch a Pats game. Give me a pastrami sandwich. <laughs> All right. Can you continue now? After what, that? what did you think of the time? Why did change? no one have a Boston accent? They were in Boston. <laughs> and they no were idea. in, hey, they're in the QZ, like the quarantine zone. Mm-hmm. So that means only a small number of people made it, right? Yeah. So that thing should have been like a bunch of Mark Wahlbergs in there. <laughs> <laughs> they should have been like, get back in the QZ, chowderhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. 
when he got him, I don't know if you know a lot of those phrases, like when Joel gave that guard those hydro pills. Yeah. He should have been like, what's the quality? He'd be like, ah, that wicked pisser, kid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't they have had a bunch of Boston accents in there? I, I, I guess so, yeah. It's unrealistic. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I'm dying right now. <laughs> well, I'm just wanting to know how authentic it is. I mean, I don't remember exactly what the NPCs in the game sounded like, but I, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Man, there's always a QZ in these, The Walking Dead or The 100 or The Last of Us. I feel like it's a lot better told in this, or at least, well, yeah, and even in the show, too, because the show is very similar to the game. Uh, in the game, though, you actually get to walk through these streets and see more of what's going on. See, in the show, it's a little rushed, whereas in the game, oh. you get to see a lot more of this area, and you get to well, understand. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's no fault streets. of the show because oh. the show is. Um, you have to. Adapt. Yeah, you, you got to cut cut out a lot, so time time constraints to fit into an episode, and you don't want it to be too boring. But um, in the game, it you know you get to immerse yourself mm. in it. You know, and walk around and so see what's So you walk those streets? Yes. Loaded six string on your back. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Remember that scene with this little kid that um, was, you know, apparently bitten? And oh, man. Him? So. Well, this is the first time that we see the quarantine zone. Yes. In the future. And the little kid is just, you know, it's a, it's a cute little kid, probably five years old and walking through the street and they're real nice to him and then the next time you see him they're unloading a bunch of bodies into the fire yeah joel's tossing corpses into the fire um that actually is not even in the game uh they they showed that a little differently they actually pulled in the game they pulled people out of the out of the house that they heard you know infected mm -hmm. people were in and they were testing them and then they ended up shooting someone that was trying to run, I think, or something like that, that was infected or was trying to, you know, was scared of being infected, so they shot him. And uh, this is where, let's see, we oh, see... Oh, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that Pedro Pascal, Pascal in The Last of Us is a smuggler, and then in The Mandalorian, he's a smuggler? <laughs> so, like, what is the deal with... Uh, Pedro Pascal like being a smuggler. In he likes tea. the role. He's, he likes, he is a smug he's a smuggler. Guy. He's a smug he, guy. Hey, he's from Chile. <laughs> he must have a really good like, uh, just a good feel for smuggling being from yeah. South America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Can I say that? <laughs> hey, I'm just going from numbers, okay? Yeah. But I hey, well, let me clear this up. I love Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Know? We met him, first time I met him was Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones. Oh, he was great, man. Played that, he played. What was he, the Viper? Yeah, he was oh, so man. cool, fighting the mountain and stuff. Yeah, and he was in the horror houses, macking it with men, women, and children. And... <laughs> no, don't. Ah! He, was, <laughs> he was not doing that. Yeah, he Just was. Just men and women. It was a joke. <laughs> but yeah, everything was going good for him until he got a little cocky with the mountain. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and he beat him. He beat him. No, he didn't beat him. He it... beat him in the match, and then after the match, he lost. <laughs> mm. Well, I think it's a fight to the death, and one man wasn't dead. Yeah, and the other one died. Yeah, 
And then they zombified one of them. Yeah. But hey, that's the first time I saw Pedro, and then obviously in the last couple seasons of The Mandalorian, and then Boba Fett, he's established himself as a yes. fantastic actor, and I mean, I I just adore him. Mm-hmm. I think there's just he has no weaknesses. Like he can play the strong man, he can play the he can play anything you want. I mean, he can play it like almost like a a gay feminine role, and then he can play the tough guy like a big manly role with a six shooter. Yeah. And then he can play the strong silent type, and then he can play the emotional type. Yeah, he's very... He's uh, versatile. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of range, That's what he has. He's very good. Um, uh, Real quick, before we get to... Well, I'll wait till we introduce more of the characters, then I'll talk about it. Um, We can just do it along the way while it yes. happens. I want to get to at least where we show all of the characters. You know? Well, I was just talking while they brought him in. Yeah, know? yeah. Um. So moving on from there... Well, we immediately see that um, Joel goes over to a guard and he's like, hand me that money. And then he hands, yes. he hands him some hydrocodone. Yes. And so basically, we figure out that Joel just does whatever he can for money. They're like, mm-hmm. you want to go work the sewers? You want to go patrol the street? You want to go... And then he has his smuggling on the side. He had, He's trying to get batteries for trucks. Yes. So he's just like, he's just the, the classic lost everything. Now he's just in his word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so what Joel uh, does after this, he's trying to get a car battery so he can get a truck running so he can go find Tommy. Because he says Tommy's, you know, I haven't heard from Tommy in a while. i got to go his check brother. Him. Yeah. And so Tommy's out. Outside the quarantine zone, way somewhere far away. Um, and that's why Joel needs the truck. Um, so from there, we jump to Tess. This is the first time we get to see Tess. And she's be, she's captured by a guy named Robert, who's in the game. And Robert is kind of a shady businessman kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, You know, does some underhanded stuff. Sell some bad merchandise, that kind it's of stuff. It's just your classic kind of road gangster. Scumbag. Yeah. But so, he's not like a the mafia. He's just like a common... He's like a low common criminal. Yeah. Like a guy that Batman would pound out. Yeah. <laughs> so, pretty much, Tess has Where been beat up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's the wrong show. Okay. I guess I, should, I guess I should clarify for you, Chase. At this point, after the 20 years later... We play as Joel from here on. So any side characters, like anybody, mm-hmm. like Tess, you know how it jumped to Tess and she was alone with Robert in that room? We never see that in the game. Mm. That's implied when we run into Tess later on. Okay. You know, she tells us, I ran into Robert and, you know, we got into an argument, you know, and so they are trying to set out a deal, but Robert uh, tries to cheat them out. And so that's why they go and try to track Robert down. Yeah, they to get either to, the money or you know whatever. They paid for him to get that battery, and then he tried to sell it to somebody else. Yeah. So in the show, it's pretty similar. So they go to um, actually a day passes because she goes to sleep with Joel in the same bed. Uh, so whereas in the Last of Us, the game, I think it all takes place in one day. As, as far as inside the quarantine zone. And then in this, it takes two days because, you know, she goes to bed. And he wakes, She wakes up and tells him what happened. And uh, they decide to go after Robert. And they pay a guy. 
mm-hmm. to track him, you know, give us information where he is. So that's what they do. Well, I believe it's right around here that we cut to a scene with a a little girl by herself in a room, mm-hmm. chained up to a, a wire. Was that a heater? I guess so. I think it's like an old heater and a wall heater, you know? Yep. And I'm going to let you take the reins on this one and tell us who this is. Well, this character, is, well, she goes by, what does she go by in this? Victoria? For like a fake name? Yeah, Victoria, but uh, yeah. they say Ellie. Yeah. So. Uh, well, uh, she pretty much lies to him the entire time saying she's Victoria. It's actually Ellie. And she has the same mannerisms that Ellie does in the game. Um, what did you think of her performance? I, I thought she did really well as Ellie so far. I'd have to see more of her. They probably went just a little too far over the top with her, like, going kind of crazy. Being a brat a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little too much, because Ellie wasn't that bad at the start. Yeah. It was like, she she's bratty. Ellie is very bratty and very aggressive. But they, I think they went a, just a little too far with this. But yeah. to be honest, it's not that big of a deal. It's her character. That's how she acts. It's It's fun. Well, I can tell you right now from the TV community, people that love the games hated the casting of Bella Ramsey as Ella or Ellie, sorry, and they hated it. Everyone said, "How could you cast someone that looks like that as her? Like that's not going to embody her." And I told everyone, I said, "Bella Ramsey is a really good actress. We know yes. her from Game of Thrones. We know how powerful she is." And so now. That's why I wanted to get your take of what did you think? Because I thought she did a great job, and I'm hoping that she wins over all these video game peoples that have already shut her down and taken a crap on her, basically. Well, I'm going to give her a chance because I think she she's you know she's acting like Ellie. She uh, the only thing is she doesn't look as cool as Ellie did. In the games. That's it. Everybody's hung up on her, how she looks. Uh, I mean, you can't really find anyone that looks like Ellie. Really, I don't think. Not not any famous person that I know. I think Ellie looks unique. I think there's a few that stand out that might, but they're way too old. And for someone at that specific age, at that specific look, mm-hmm. it's very hard to find a child actor that would look yeah, like Ellie. Yeah, exactly. So, That's what I was trying to get to people. I was like... This is a TV show. You're well, not going to want the one that looks just like her. You're going to want the one that portrays a character and is a great actor. I think, um, man, it's so hard because Ellie in the games, there's no way she's going to live up to the game. Like, I'm, like as a video game lover, I, I'm not saying I hate her Ellie at all. Actually, contrary to that, I like her Ellie. So far that mm-hmm. we've seen, it's only the first episode. We'll see the further we go, but um, just initial reaction. Yeah, she she looks fine. Uh, she acts like Ellie. Um, as far as voice, the voice actor for Ellie, the original voice actor, is a lot better. Um, I mean, it is what it is. Well, look, man, I don't mean to be like the skunk at the garden party, but like you can find actors that are like Joel. Everywhere, yes. Like, oh no, it's that's a dime what I'm a saying. dozen. But like, you aren't gonna find an Ellie that looks like that is a seasoned actress. Actually, can you while we're talking about this, can you look up what the voice actor for Ellie looks like? Because I don't yeah, remember. I, I don't remember if she looks like her or not. But I think she's too old at this point anyway, so it wouldn't matter. 
the original voice actor for Ellie. Um, so, and man, it's it's so hard to you know cast for a iconic character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they did good with Joel. Joel looks like uh, Pedro looks just like Joel for the most part. The only difference is the voice, you know, because Troy Baker was the voice of Joel in the original game. So they did great casting for him. Tommy, yeah, I guess uh, we don't see too much of Tommy until later on. So, same well, tell us about Tommy and why he's in Wyoming and they're in Boston and kind of. Well, the, I don't want to give too much away because that's going to be explained in the future episodes. Well, then so. explain kind of like they have a plan. They've got a map and they're trying to get trucks. So they can get from Boston to Wyoming because they don't know if he's dead or alive or... Well, that's not why um, that group is going there, which we'll get to in a minute. That's not why they're, why they're going there. They're not going there for Tommy. Well, I know that Joel wants to go for Tommy. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he wants to make sure he's okay because he haven't heard from him and they can't get a signal to get in touch with Tommy or his group. And... Um, so pretty much here, do you have a picture of Ellie on there? Oh, I'm working on it. Okay. Not as easy as it looks I, I while figured you're trying it, to I talk about the show and your... Yeah. So um, casting that would be very hard. Now, uh, this is where I can jump in because we all know it's Ellie. The casting for Ellie, I think, is as good as, it's, as it could be, to be honest with you. Like, it's as good as it possibly can be. Um... It's not going to be better than the game. That's just the way it is. Um, the casting for Joel. Like, perfect. I don't think you could have chosen anyone better that looks like Joel. As far as sounding like Joel, uh, you know, it's not going to be... <laughs> I, he sounds a little bit from Chile. You cannot get <laughs> anyone that looks and sounds like Joel. But So, I'm going to say Joel's perfect casting. This is her, Josh. We don't know enough, enough about Tommy. Haven't seen enough of Ashley, Tommy. Uh, Ashley Johnson. Uh, okay, yeah, she does look like Ellie. Yeah, but, I mean, look at that. There's no way that... She's too old, though. Yeah, like, there's no way that you could use her. Oh, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. She's she's too old to play the young Ellie. Well, yeah, the ga I mean, the game came out 10 years ago. I guess they could technically finish up the main stories game and then it's fast tough. forward a couple of years and then use the actual actress, I guess. But it's you know, time similar to sensitive, how, you know, similar to how they did uh, House of the Dragon, you know, have the young actress and then switch it later on. She's thirty nine years old, so yeah, see, for a character that's supposed to be nineteen or eighteen or sixteen, yeah. So, um, actually. So you can see, look up Ellie from The Last of Us, just a picture. Hey, of her. she's actually going to be in Dungeons and Dragons this year, so she's doing fine. Oh, Ellie is the voice actor. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Well, if you're Ellie fans, Dungeon Dragons. She was Beth in the Avengers. Uh, let's see here. So yeah, she's going to be in D and D, and then she has a lot, a lot of television experience. She was in Roseanne as Lisa. Hmm. In the episode, The Blaming of Sh of the Shrew. I don't remember. Yeah, she was in Jumanji, the show, for 40 episodes. She was in ER. She was in, I mean, look at this. Teen Titans voice. Mm -hmm. Lilo and Stitch, Monk, CSI, Cold Case. She's, she's good. 
like she's got one of the biggest TV filmographies I've ever seen for someone 39 years old. Mm-hmm. And then look at this video games, Ben 10, Alien Force, Teen Titans, Ben 10, Alien Force, Ben 10, Ultimate Alien, and then The Last of Us and The Last of Us Left Behind. Yeah. And That's a DLC. Tales of Borderlands, Skylander, Superchargers, The Witness, Minecraft Story Mode. <sighs> I didn't know she was in that. So this one, like, she's a a legit actress. It's just the age and the timing is the problem. Yeah. So um, as far as Ellie's casting goes, it's I think it's as good as it's going. It was going to get. I mean, if we could have people. this woman. 10, 15 years ago, yeah, but mm-hmm. I mean that sounds terrible, but it's like it's time sensitive when you're you want someone that's a teenager. Yes. Like if you use this person, she'd be as old as Pedro. Yeah. He's um, an old man. You don't think he's that old. He's he's old. Yeah, I love he's how like, they gave him gray hair in the So it worked. Future. Yeah. Um so she pretty much throws I'm gonna get back on oh, sure. track here. Um so, well, you asked me to do a job, so I did the job. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, so from there, you know, she's being held by this group of people. We don't know who they are yet, but we the fireflies. We, yes. <laughs> well, they um, had the painting on the side of the uh, wall in the street. Yeah. So if you're a video game fan, the fireflies are in the game. Or if you're a fan of the video game. Well, I feel like that's okay to say because it was painted on the side of the wall. Yeah, that's their symbol. It's a big old symbol of a, well, a firefly. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not like a secret. Um, so from there, we jump back to Tess and Joel traveling to the place where they're going to find Robert. And they have to go through these uh, dark places, you know. And they they come across a dead body of a fungicided infected human fused to the wall, and he's been there so long that he's actually fused with the wall. As part a of fungal. the crew, part of the ship. Yeah, pretty much. Man, that was a nasty shot, though. Mm-hmm. Like, if you weren't ready for it, you'd be like, "Whoa!" Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, it was awesome. It? I thought it was awesome. I was like, "I'm in it now." I'm like, "This is post-apocalyptic," and we've got vi- strange fungal problems and i was like all right i'm down see what you've seen so far is the early infection this is nothing oh this is nothing i had an idea that you've seen the early infection and the extremely old infection in that guy he was he's been there so long he's kind of fused with the wall with pedro pascal being such a big star and on the mandalorian and all of his other projects you can't think that this is going to be like a walking dead like 10 11 seasons like it's probably going to be four to five good seasons. And if they move on past that, you know it's going to be a different cast. Like You know Pedro Pascal is not going to commit to more than They could a... always continue with Ellie. Yeah. And just... people warm up to her. Which, I mean, it's kind of a shame. I feel bad for the actress, kind of, because she, was, she wasn't, to be fair, no one that was going to play Ellie was going to win that role because people that love The Last of Us the game... They're just going to... I mean, no mm. one's no one is going to live up to that Ellie. Like, even me. Even I don't think... Like, I even don't think that this actress can live up to the original Ellie. And you gamers aren't reasonable on your TV adaptations. Come on. I'm, come I'm on, being reasonable here. 
I'm being 100% reasonable. Yeah, mainly because you're saying that the uh, show so far is going shot for shot. That's the only... <laughs> well, hey, folks, we'll see a little bit later on how reasonable Josh is when they divert from the source material. As long as it's good and it makes sense, I'll, I'll be fine with it. Ellie's going to get a tattoo or something and Josh is going to lose his marbles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. Um, so they find them, but they're shocked to find that they're all dead. Yes. They've been shot through the brain. Yeah. Shot through the heart. <laughs> and it's too late. Um, uh, but yeah, something like that. <laughs> so they enter through this secret passage into the room. They found a bunch of dead bodies. Robert's been killed. They show that right up close. Yes. This but, is a little, this is a lot different from the game because in the game, Joel and Tess like kill a bunch of people. <laughs> We're actually getting to. I'm going to let you explain that, but I just wanted to throw this at you real quick. We're actually going to get to my only real nitpick, my only real problem with the episode. Really? It's in this scene. Everything else I have had no problem with, and I finally ran into something that I wanted to say, like, okay, like... <laughs> what was it? Well, keep going, and then okay. we're gonna. I'll jump in and tell you. But I just wanted you to know, this is the scene that I, I'm going to throw my... My disdain in. <laughs> it's not a deal breaker, but... Yeah. So, uh, Joel... Oh, well, I guess we gotta talk about this real quick. Uh, we skipped one scene that we forgot to talk about, and that's with this new character to you. I know her from the games. <laughs> Marlene. I think that's how you say her name. Yeah. I, she wasn't in the story too much, so I... I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce her name, but I can tell you right now. She's the one that keeps telling everyone just to follow orders. I hate what you're told. I hated that character in the game. I hate her already. So much. Um, she would, and it was just the fact that she was annoying and she was just a, just a jerk. I couldn't stand her. And, uh, anyway, so, they're talking. She's talking with one of her members, and they're saying, "You know, hey, we got to get Ellie to was it Wyoming? Mm -hmm. Wyoming. We got to get her to Wyoming." And um, she's like a very big priority, and she knows Ellie from the past, apparently, as far as she hints at. So they decide to take Ellie out of there themselves. But they end up getting in touch with Robert to buy a battery. And what is Joel and Tess doing? They're going to get their battery that they paid for. And they stumble across the Firefly um, leader of this, the, this specific Firefly, Firefly group, Marlene. Or Marlena, whatever her name is. Um, so she's shot and her... Teammates injured and all of her people are dead pretty much along with Robert's entire crew. That's what we stumble across. Ellie storms out of the side room, tries to stab Joel. He throws her up against the wall and steps on her pocket knife, tells her to sit there. And they all got guns pointed at each other here. And right now, um, they're, you know, arguing back and forth. And then Marlene comes up with this idea because she needs help. She's desperate. She has nowhere to turn, so the battery was bad that Robert was trying to give both of them. So she says, I'll give you the equipment you need. I need you to escort 
Ellie to the state building outside of the uh, quarantine zone. And the first thing I thought of was, as soon as Joel uh, heard, oh, I'm going to get those trucks and those guns, <laughs> I was like, he he doesn't care what he has to do, and he doesn't care what that other mission is. He said, he said, oh, we'll deliver, and we'll get those trucks and those guns. I'll, I'll do that. Yep. That's what I thought of. <laughs> but I thought there was a, here's, you as a gaming guy, well, here's me a TV guy. I thought there was a little bit, a little bit of mastery going on. Mm-hmm. And the scene with Ellie and Joel, this is the first time they meet on screen. And that scene between them with uh, playing with a pocket knife, where mm-hmm. we've already established that Ellie is really good with her pocket knife. And when Joel just steps on it and takes away all of her momentum, yeah. and she's giving him the attitude and she's giving <laughs> him the what for. And he is just putting her in her place. Yeah. And then he kicks that uh, pocket knife away and then she's throwing a fit. I thought that was just mastery and work just showing their relationship already mm-hmm. setting up how it's going to be because they could have very easily just said oh she's going to be mean to him he's going to be mean to her yeah but they went that extra mile and they basically said like who's in control who's yeah. in con- who's in charge yeah and then that one scene where she said i know what he's capable of and ellie goes what is he capable of <laughs> but i thought that that was such a that Oh, okay. That is my theme of the episode. My tone of the episode is a, it was a tone setter. Mm -hmm. This was such a masterful job at setting the tone. Yes. When you had these creatures, you know, sucking the people's face off, you had airplanes crashing in the street, but you also had, um, spoiler warning, you had Joel's daughter die in his arms and he's crying. Yeah. And then you have the emotion set right away when he meets Ellie and what roles they're playing and what their relationship is going to be. This episode was just masterful in setting the tone for this series. And then even for someone like you who's watching it in gaming eyes, it was masterful for setting the tone that it's going to follow the games. Yes. And it's going to be true. So this was just... I mean, the more we're talking about it unfolding, like it's a masterful premiere. Yes. Now, where it goes from here is where it goes. But for straight up, just giving us what we need to know, it was masterful. Yes. But All right. That might be my TikTok clip right there. <laughs> we'll just leave that part out. I remember the first episode of Game of Thrones. I remember the first episode of Chernobyl. Yeah. I remember the first episode of just a lot of shows. And I remember them doing a good job. But you usually said, yeah, that's the first episode. Mm-hmm. But here, Josh, I, I kind of felt like that was like a penultimate or almost like the finale of a of a season. Yeah. And it was in the premiere. That's how the game starts, too. Yeah. And then and just like the it's show, a, it slows yeah. down a little bit. But that's, but the, got, yeah, that's the thing. It's a bold so, strategy, Cotton. Yeah. When you, when you start like that. Yeah. But it's also a bit of mastery that it's actually been going on in the White Lotus, which is a very... <laughs> Imagine that. It's another very popular, successful show on mm-hmm. HBO. Now, the theme there is, in the very first episode, they show you who gets murdered. Or they don't show you who gets murdered. They show you a murder scene. That's the first scene. You see someone murked, right? Yep. And then, right after that, they uh, they end that, and they go, I don't know, two weeks later. Or, <laughs> or not two weeks later. I'm so sorry. Two weeks before. Mm-hmm. And then guess what they do? A bunch of episodes of just completely normal life. 
people mingling. Nobody's even talking about murder or anything. And the whole time you're sitting like, people are going to get killed. <laughs> but everybody's just like having a good time on vacation. And you're like, and that's the thing. Yeah. So I, I think that's actually a new theme is to, in a premiere, just like really give it to the people. Yeah. And then to back off a little bit and then build it back up. Yeah. Because you don't want to pull like a nowadays wrestling and have the main event in the first match and then, <laughs> and then have an eight-way tag team match for the... <laughs> and everybody's like, okay, you already served me the steak. I don't want the salad anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you want me to tell you what my problem was? I was just about to ask you that because I was curious. So I know I'm butchering this, guys, but just stay with me. We literally just closed the laptop down. Mm-hmm. out of the show what's the girl's name that's leading the fireflies uh marlene okay so this is I my think, only i think marlene yeah this is my only nitpick of the episode so in that scene where they're negotiating marlena and her lackey her partner to the side <laughs> marlena is shot in the pelvis yes like she's shot right beside her hip now she's shot in the pelvis or the hip and that's the if you got shot there, let me tell you what you would do, Josh. If you got shot by a Glock in the pelvis, you'd be laying on the ground grasping for air, packing it full of dirt, and hoping you weren't dead in 10 minutes. That is a sensitive area yeah. that's full of like intestines and arteries. And she is standing... This go with me on this. She's standing there. She has, She's not even holding pressure on the wound. There's an open bullet hole by her hip. Mm-hmm. And she's just talking, just plain dialogue. Like, yeah, you need to take Ellie. You know what it should have been? God, I'm bleeding out. <laughs> take her. Take her, please, God. <laughs> yeah. If anything, the pain. Yeah. If anything, she would be passing out from the pain. Yeah. And then I already, I kind of tucked my head like this. I went, really? Like a little bit like, you're fatally, almost fatally wounded right now. <laughs> and you're just standing and talking. You know, hey, Josh, you know blood would have been just rushing out of that wound. Yeah, she even says that. She's like, guys, can we hurry this up on ble- uh, before I bleed But she out? wasn't. I know, that's that's what's funny about so it. So that was a little off. And then they turned to her lackey, the partner. I guess I shouldn't say lackey. Or her partner, whatever. They show she's got her ear completely blown off. Mm-hmm. And it's just a like a goopy mess. Yeah. But here's the thing. She's just straight up talking. And I'm like... Are you not going to acknowledge or kind of like rub your ear a little bit? Like, oh, my ear's been blown off. <laughs> it was just, look, man, I know that I know that the plot was the point. Yes. And that was the first time that Ellie met Joel. And that was actually the agreement for them to go on the road together. Mm-hmm. But dear God, can you look over someone that's been shot in the pelvis and your ear blown off? <laughs> Maybe just, hey, just for me, just turn and say, hey, look, your ear's been blown off. <laughs> yeah what did you think of that i mean don't go off what i'm saying like tell me what you thought uh, to be honest i was so i never even really noticed it because i was so nostalgic watching ellie and joel that's their saving grace yeah. to get out of that so i didn't even notice that i mean i did but i was more of noticing that the characters i was like looking at the characters and not specifically what had happened in the room. Like there were bodies everywhere. And I'm like, just like, Oh, it's, it's Joel and Ellie in the same room. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) At the same time, you had a masterful first meeting of 
Ellie and mm-hmm. Joel. So at the same exact time that, you know, so I guess it's okay. And we got over it real quick. So this next part is my favorite um, part in the entire episode. And that is where Joel and Ellie and Tess go into this apartment building to wait till nighttime because mm-hmm. that's when they're going to escape the quarantine area. So uh, Tess goes out alone after she talked with Joel and they enter the room. Joel lays down on the couch and Ellie's, you know, wandering around doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he lays down and she's like, uh, what are you doing? And he goes, killing Tom. It's exactly line for line from the game. This, this whole scene <laughs> yeah. was ripped straight out of the game and put in the show. The chemistry between those two just really puts me at ease for this series. Yes. I'm just like, oh, okay, they're going to be great Dude, together. Dude, I'm telling you, you'd love yeah. the game story even oh, better. Oh, I would. But as far as the TV show, yes. like that little scene right there, it just made me feel like, it just, oh, like they're mm-hmm. going to be fine. Yes. Um, she's yeah. a code breaker, and I'm really she's testing. To playing this again. You know, <laughs> the he, game. Oh yeah, you're gonna go play the game tonight after we shut <laughs> this off. You know, what's the great thing about this is that every Sunday we're gonna get to keep watching this. I know. How many episodes are there gonna be? In this Hopefully, season? a bunch of them. Me too. Um, well, we needed a little bit of a break because. About, what, five or six months ago now, we covered House of the Dragon and and the Rings of Power at the same time every week. And here's the thing, that, like, burnt me out. But at the same time, it's like, I'm ready to follow a show weekly, but just one. Yes. And then I wanted it to be one that we all had a big interest in. Yes. And this is it. This is... This is perfect for us. I just hope it doesn't take, like, two or three years for the next one to come out. Oh, it will. You know how it works. I don't, anyway. <laughs> I don't know how many episodes are going to be. I mean, they only have like three that are like confirmed, but you got to expect it to be eight or ten, right? Yeah. It's always eight or ten. I um, wish I could just go into a deep sleep and wake up like five years from now and just binge them. Yeah, me too. That's how I usually do things. <laughs> yeah, I almost don't even watch shows until they're over now because I don't know. It's just... That's like the worst hell you could ever be in. <laughs> you like love a show, you love TV, and you're just waiting for a new season. Yeah. And who knows if that season's going to be absolute garbage or not. Yeah. Or if it's going to be the best thing you've ever seen. As a pilot episode, this episode was... Well, I'll, let's finish it off and then I'll talk about the entire episode. As and well. the sad thing about the world we live in now... Like, I know two or three actors that are going to be in this season before it's over. Mm-hmm. And they're all, like, actors that I, I really adore and love. Yes. So, I have a lot to look forward to with the story, with the actors that are going to be involved. Mm-hmm. So, it's all good. It's all uh, up from here. Yeah. So, let's see. From here, this... Yep, by they're the trying way, to sneak out. Yeah, I don't know if I clarified, but Joel and Ellie in the bedroom... Thing in the apartment is my favorite scene in the entire in the entire uh, yeah. episode so far. Uh, actually, in the whole thing. Um, from there, we end up meeting back with Tess. Uh, it's nighttime now. It's raining. Or no, it isn't raining anymore. In the game, it was raining. That's right. So, um, they go out. 
and they're sneaking out through the they go underground through the, I think through the sewers I guess and they come out mm-hmm. underground up above ground and then they're sneaking through there and they run what? into the guard that they ran into earlier. What are the chances that it's the same guard that he was dealing drugs to? Yeah, that... and this self righteous prick is like, you know, we're gonna do things by the book. I'm like, he just sold you drugs yesterday. <laughs> I think it's because he told him. Hey, I told you to stay inside. You yeah, didn't but, listen to me. But and look, man, you can't be playing high chief after you just bite drugs off the guy. I, I maybe it's because he, he could get him in trouble. I guess. But so, you know how people know. are. I'm just like, really, dude. So he says, "This is a pivotal scene." So I'm gonna let you. Yeah. So he says, "Get down." You know, everyone, get down. They do, and he gets the little tester out. Mm-hmm. He tests Joel. And then he tests um, Tess. They both come back uh, negative. negative. And then he tests Ellie. And then she stabs him in the leg. She and, likes that knife. And um, he drops the tester. Joel uh, has flashbacks to when Sarah died because of the light shining, the gun pointed, and the soldier. Oh, he jumps man. on him and literally beats his face in until he's dead. Well, that goes back to my theme of the episode, which is tone setting. He shows Ellie, and he shows, well, Tess probably knows, but he shows the audience and Ellie what he's capable of. Yes. He shows, like, how brutal and ruthless he can be. Joel was always rugged, but, like... um, Well, we don't know know that as a TV audience. You know, from that uh, first first part of the episode where Mm -hmm. he said, he told Tommy, pass him, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, that family on the side of the road with a kid. Anyway. Zachary looked at me. I said, don't stop. And he looked at me like, you wouldn't stop. They got a kid. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else will pick him up. Yeah. Someone oh, else man. will come along. Such a tone setting scene where he just beats the brakes off of this guard. Yes. And you know what? After the way that guard acted and he... I was like, that's fine. Go for it. What I love about the contrast between 20 years ago and now in the show is that Joel feels like he's become hardened. Oh, he A has. lot more hardened after he lost Sarah. Absolutely. And, and it shows, which I like. Um, and then, so he beats the guy to a pole. <laughs> and, uh, and then Why is they, that so funny they're me? traveling outside the walls now trying to get to the... Uh, to the state house. Yeah. Trying well, to take Ellie where uh, well, she is. Well, talk to. about the fact that she came up positive on yeah. the test. Oh, that's, there's one specific part in that where Tess yells mm-hmm. after she picks up the test and says it was uh, positive. Um, I don't know if they had an audio glitch or what, but it sounded horrible. The audio, I couldn't understand a word she said. Like, I literally couldn't understand a word. She was screaming something, and it was so muffled. It was like having this mic, mm-hmm. like, underground, and someone yelling. <laughs> it was so odd. It was raining, I think. I don't think it was raining uh, at that point, was it? I mean, it may have been, but... They probably couldn't fix it, all right? It, just... it sounded horrible. But anyway, uh, she tested positive, and then Joel's, like, dazed after he just murdered a guy you know he's in a different world right now like Bubba Ray he's got that far away look in his eye <laughs> and uh, so they 
start running off before more guards show up into the city. And you see this big shot of the city collapsed building on another building. Oh, so that it's exactly what it looks like in the game. It's awesome. I cannot wait till they're running around in the city. And that's the end of the episode, folks. Yeah. Man. So do you want to just start right here and rate the episode? Yeah. I'll do mine and then you do yours like right away? Yes. So for the first episode of The Last of Us Season 1, I give it a 94 out of 100. I absolutely loved it. And Mm -hmm. I thought the shots were amazing. I thought the cast was amazing. I thought Ella... uh, I keep wanting to say Ella so bad. Ellie... Yeah. I thought she, you know, she put all the doubt to rest as if she could handle the role. And Pedro Pascal was phenomenal. And their dedication to sticking with the source material of the video game mm-hmm. and not changing it. Up so far. The, so far. <laughs> but I just thought it was phenomenal. And the, the way they set the tone. Yes. They set the tone. They went big. And they're probably going to back off, but they went big. They went hard in the paint. Mm -hmm. And they let us know that this is going to be a very, very serious, high-budget series. Yes. It already... the It looks better than, like, The Witcher looked. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, it's first season. You know how the first season... Well, you you saw it. This easily could be... If they stay with this pace and it's like this... Yeah, this could be the show of the year easily. Oh yes, and it's just the start of twenty twenty three, and I still think it'll hold up to the end of twenty twenty three if it continues the way it looks yeah. like the production of it. So you want to give your rating and your quick s- summary? I'm going to give it a ninety. I thought it was a great pilot episode. Actually, one of the better pilot episodes I've seen in a while. Um, it was so well, it looks so good, you mm-hmm. know, in the whole starting sequence, you know, the whole nighttime, the infected running around, the plane crashing, everything looked great. There wasn't a bad shot in there. There was only one hiccup with the entire thing, and that was the audio, for me, was the audio problem when Tess started screaming. As far as casting, the casting for Joel was almost perfect as as good as you can get um the casting for tess is very good i still like the original Tess better but this one was very good um and then there's robert which is kind of a side character i don't it, you know that ain't too big of a deal uh marlena or marlene whatever her name is i she's about the same i didn't like her in the game don't like her here so (laughs) (laughs) um uh, but i you know i guess in a way you're supposed to feel that way to her i guess she comes across as a jerk so um and the big well i'll get to sarah sarah is another one um she's good sarah's good she's not as good as in the game but she's really good Actually, she's got more character development in here, though, which Mm -hmm. makes you almost like her a little more, but I'm partial to the game, so I'm going to like the game more. Um, And then there's. You liked it, though. Yes. And then there's Ellie. Ellie is the most iconic character in The Last of Us. And And um, I keep wanting to call her Ella. (laughs) I don't know what. Or Ellis. I don't know what my deal is. I just want to slap my. The taste out of my own mouth. 
Like, just say it right. Man, this this was doomed to fail for some people because no one was going to live up to that original character. Or the look, or the sound. There's no way that she, that uh, with all due respect to, what's the actress's name? Uh, Bella Ramsey. With all due respect to that actress, you do not look as good as the video game version. And probably no one does, or ever will. She's the coolest looking character, and she's probably the coolest looking female character of all time. Up there with like Heather from Silent Hill and Femme Shep from Mass Effect. She's up there in the top tier of the female characters in video games. Um, so there's no way she was going to live up to the character, but as she is, she would, I'm telling you right now, she is probably the best you could get for the age and the look and the voice and the acting. It's as good as it was going to get. And I think she should take pride in that. She did a good job. She did. I think she did great. I liked watching her. Um, and she does have the, she does act like Ellie does. Now, as far as the look, there's just nothing you can do on that. So, um, you just got, if, I mean, if you don't like it, I guess just don't watch it, but, or play the games, you know, the games are still there. Um, but yeah, that's my opinion on it. As a whole, the entire show, um, compared to the game, I still would rather have the video game. In the show. Well, you get both. But, but it's awesome because now I get a show version of it. So I liked it. I personally liked it. And I love the first game. So well, that's the, my opinion. The bottom line for me is, so far it looks like as far as it was composed and shot and the photography and all that, it's, it's as good as you can possibly do. And I love the story. I love the actors. And I can't wait for next week and the future of the show. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Me too. I'm very excited for the next episode. Me too, which will be Sunday of next week. And yep. we'll be watching it. And I guess, you know, that's the first plug, right? <laughs> we'll be covering The Last of Us next week if you want to. Yes. Yeah. We, it's here at the Dumb Dominoes podcast, we kind of committed to the premiere and then we said, we'll see how that goes. But I think we're all in agreements that we'll watch it next week. Yes. We'll cover it for you, and unless it falls off the rails or they do something we just hate, we'll be covering the entire season for you. Yeah. And if you like us that much and you're a big video game fan and you listen to this, you can go over to the Dumb Dominoes YouTube page where you can watch Josh play an entire... You can you can watch him play an entire playthrough. <laughs> of dead space yes you can watch zachary do an entire playthrough of god of war ragnarok that one's gonna take time that game's like 80 hours oh i know but he's got a (laughs) lot up there yeah and then if you want to go more retro you can watch josh and i play dynasty mode on 2008 ncaa football but the kicker is josh and i have some upgraded equipment and you'll be able to watch these recordings in 1080p Mm -hmm. Now, I just told you that a PlayStation 2 game from 07, you're going to be able to see that in 1080p. Yeah. And it's been catching a lot of steam here lately, and people love watching us, and they love football. And Yeah. If you just want something retro and you love sports, it's 
what you need it's to do. Fun. It's I fun. I think it's a fun time, and you know, you get to watch us get mad at certain plays, and <laughs> get excited when we do something crazy. And we're playing an actual dynasty, so you can actually watch it just like you're watching a season of football in real life. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's very, very chaotic sometimes, and very fun, and I love it. Me too. And if you want to see us visually for the podcast, you can go over to TikTok where we post almost daily. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us on Instagram if you want some of our opinions on certain topics. You can go over to Dumb Domino's Twitter. Yeah. And um, we have a lot of car ride reviews that we're going to do. Yes. Um, Specifically March, right? Yeah. February 3rd is Knock at the Cabin. It's the Midnight Shyamalan scary movie that batista starring in yes and that's on february 3rd so i I can guarantee the people that there'll be a car ride review on that yeah a scary movie starring batista and then midnight Shyamalan directing you got us yeah we'll be there (laughs) and then march you can tune in for one of the most busy months of film in the history of the world we've got D &D, john wick 4 shazam i mean it's gonna be it's gonna gonna be be fun a huge month yeah crazy Good or bad movies, it's going to be fun regardless. So, that unless you got anything else, but uh, I got two more things because uh, I forgot and I told Zachary I would. Oh, Zachary boy. was not in this. He watched the episode, but he couldn't stay because you know he's got to get up for work in the morning. So, um, I wanted to tell like very quickly his thoughts. He um, he loved the episode. He didn't tell me a rating for it, but he thought it was really good. He liked Ellie. And that uh, he didn't, he was on the fence about Tess. That was a specific character he was like on the fence about. So I just wanted to give his two cents in there and, you know, say that he, uh, oh, and by the way, yes, he cried when Sarah got shot. Just want to throw that in there. Um, He said that scene gets him every time. And um, the other thing is, if you guys would like to see me play the last of us on camera and chase maybe you can show up for this too after 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 the show ends for you Mm -hmm. for me i could always do two playthroughs so if you guys want to see me play the last of us part one on uh youtube just uh let us know on twitter or yeah you know or on the comments of the youtube videos i'll look at you know the comments Whenever I can. And so if you guys are interested in that, I, I'm 100% up for doing a uh, Let's Play on Dumb Domino's YouTube. Well, that's, that's about all I've got. That's fantastic. Well, we'll see you guys next week for The Last of Us mm-hmm. and Episode 2 and opening and closing music by Daniel Schroeder. And we'll see you. See you.